Hello, welcome to another episode of A Pastor and His People. I am Pastor Witt here with Pastor, Reverend, Dr. David Vincent King. Dave King, happy to be here. How are you doing? Good. Yeah? Yeah. Busy weekend? Very busy weekend, yeah. A good weekend? It was a glorious weekend. What was so good about this weekend? Uh, well, I think there are several things that I would just uh, highlight. One, you know, Saturday we had our pastors for uh, our conference for pastors, Spanish-speaking pastors, and uh, it's been a kind of a dream for a while. We've just been praying how we can bless um, other churches, help them think through the church with a sound biblical ecclesiology, um, and the fact that we had it was fantastic. So we had um, if our, our dream goal is fifty pastors would be there, uh, fifty people register for the conference. We had over 90, right? It's almost double what we were praying for. Oh, wow. um, total people who were kind of were at the conference, either uh, there or serving, over 130 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, numbers aren't everything, but it was a sweet thing to kind of see. Uh, and it really just the content that was brought forward. You had the content of, you know, hey, how do we shepherd the flock of God that is among us? Um, you know, uh, we, we talked about how we can persevere in prayer mm. as pastors. How can we um, really lead our people through expository preaching? Which was extremely encouraging. Um, yeah, so all in all, it was really a, a really sweet, fruitful time uh, to be together and, and encourage one another in, in Christ. Would you say you have a heart for pastors? Oh yeah, I think that I, outside of just being a pastor and loving the, the sheep that God's given me at Park, uh, there's probably no other people that I group of people I'd rather be <laughs> with than, than fellow pastors. Why do you think that is? Uh, one, I think I just want to. I, I love the church, right? I think that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I love Jesus, and I want Jesus' name to be proclaimed to the ends of the earth. Uh, so when I care for the name and fame of the Lord Jesus Christ, caring for churches, I believe is the best way to do that. Mm-hmm. And I know that if you have a healthy pastor leading those churches who are thinking soundly and rightly according to God's word, then the church um, is a better reflection of Christ and therefore Christ's um, name is, is more honored. So. How, how do you feel like yourself and Park Baptist Church, are there ways that we're doing that that maybe we don't know or that you know things that you're doing? Yeah, so just, just a, as a way of encouragement, obviously we have about 30 volunteers come out and serve, serve these pastors this coming week. Super encouraging, mm-hmm. but um, most of the pastors that came were not ones that would be naturally thinking about a biblical ecclesiology. Um, so it was really just encouraging to me just in, to introduce them uh, mm-hmm. to these kind of concepts and that's because of the the generosity of park baptist church the generosity of the volunteers and even opening up our, our facility to do that mm-hmm. you know I, i'm teaching a class on tuesday evenings um uh developing and discipling leaders um and we're having you know two uh, leaders from other churches as as part of that class um and lots of conversations that, mm-hmm. that pastoral staff happened with other churches throughout the week. I know you meet with other youth pastors uh, in, in the area. I meet with other pastors asking for questions and encouragement. Um, so, yeah, a, a large array happens behind the scenes mm-hmm. where our pastoral staff and elders, not just pastoral staff, but even our lay elders are serving other churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then where is, I guess, with other pastors, how does that coincide with, missions and what we're doing for missions yeah so it's actually interesting enough it's going to be some of the conversation we're actually going to be preaching this coming sunday okay. right so let me kind of to take the sermon from this week and then the sermon that's coming spoiler that's uh, coming. spoiler alert so obviously um juan preached all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me 
therefore go and make disciples, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. I'm with you always. Mm -hmm. Present tense, right? Uh, to the end of the age. And what do the disciples do? They planted churches, right. right? So the way that they interpreted Jesus' command to go make disciples was to plant churches. Mm -hmm. So that's what we read about the, in the book of Acts. And one of the ways that the church was strengthened and established all throughout the book of Acts was pastors sending pastors to go strengthen and encourage other churches. Hmm. So our text this week is, is Antioch. So it says that there was a group of um, saints who had fled all the way to Antioch because of the persecution of Stephen. Right. And there was, they were starting to gather. So Barnabas was sent to them, right, to encourage them. And then right. Barnabas went and got Saul, mm -hmm. right, uh, Paul, uh, and, and went there and encouraged him for a year and a half, right? right? So Saul and Paul were fulfilling the Great Commission by strengthening the local church. Hmm. So I think that when we strengthen the local church here, right, we are helping for, helping to establish and be faithful uh, to the Great Commission. <laughs> uh, and we are also, when we serve other churches, we're doing the same thing, right? Yeah. We're helping to see the gospel be uh, propagated in a healthy <clears throat> way, right? Because I believe very strongly in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9, it says that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God is displayed. Angels and demons, right? The manifold wisdom of God is displayed in how we live and how we worship the Lord Christ together as a body. Mm -hmm. So we want that to happen all throughout the world, mm -hmm. right? So it's a great picture, even on Sunday, having Juan from Colombia preaching to us about fulfilling the Great Commission, mm -hmm. saying what our support for his church is helping to, is helping to support the Great Commission. Right. His relationship with us is helping us uh, be faithful to fulfill the Great Commission because right. we're supporting churches like his and we're also supporting churches that he knows in Colombia and he's our gateway of relationships. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so yeah, there's there's lots of things I, I could say there, but, um, yeah. So there was an emphasis, emphasis there on fulfill and faithful. And if you don't know, we do not have an editing team uh, prepared for this uh, <laughs> podcast. And this may be the second time we've been recording this because of technical difficulties. So another conversation. All right, we're going to do it again. Why fulfill faithful? What's the debate there? Uh, so the last year, I have read uh, a lot of books and listened to lots of sermons um, on missions. Mm -hmm. And the language of fulfill the Great Commission, in one sense, is glorious. Mm -hmm. We want to see... Um, a world that is filled with the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Back with 2.4. Uh, we want to, to see that. Um, and yet, I think when we use that language, primarily the emphasis is about speed and quickness. Mm -hmm. And I think that has actually damaged missions and has actually brought dishonor to the name of Christ throughout the world. Um, what I have seen happen in, in missiology circles, there's a conversation happening, movement-based missions or church-based missions. Mm -hmm. Movement-based missions, well, you're going to see rapid, fast multiplication. Mm -hmm. That's quickly raising up leaders to send them out. Church planting movement. Is that church, a movement or is that church-based? Well, it's 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 church planting movements. If you hear that, it's yeah. going to be more movement-based because right. it's not being centered on one or two local churches raising yeah. up elders in a, in a season, faithfully, mm -hmm. like not being too careful to lay hands on them, right. laying their hands on them, affirming them to the ministry, then sending them out. Right. That's probably, that's the biblical model. Um, the, the rapid church multiplication movements, um, 
is about speed and it's, it's, it's okay you're ready to be a pastor you just became a believer now you go share the gospel with a few other people and right. if you gather 10 people to be around you you've now established a church mm-hmm. whether well, or not elders are not qualified they're just you know re- yeah. new converts so it goes against a lot of what the new testament teaches but the emphasis is that we want to reach the nations for christ mm-hmm. great emphasis great heart mm-hmm. praise god but the application in of that is often dangerous. Mm. So, so I think that it's probably more beneficial in our day to use the way use the words be faithful to the Great Commission because God is the one who's going to fulfill the Great Commission, mm-hmm. right? The Lord Jesus is the one who saves. He's the one who who determines good gifts to, mm-hmm. to send to His churches. So He's the one who is is responsible ultimately for the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Right. But we are called to be faithful to it. You know, so we have to be very careful. Um, you know, not to, you know, lean on language and be kind of caught up in the culture that loves numbers and growth, which the American culture does. Uh, I think that those who maybe lean on the faithful side of things, maybe where they could be pushed a little bit, is that they may be too slow, mm-hmm. right? I think sometimes people who are erring on the faithful camp, they'll say things like, I just, I'm just called to be faithful. Mm-hmm. I'm just called to be faithful. And in one sense, we could say amen and amen. In another sense, I think that your push towards faithfulness is actually a, a, one of the ways you're hiding behind doing things that the Lord may ask you to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just being faithful. Yeah, but God wants you to plant churches. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just being faithful. Well, yeah, but God wants you to, to, to go to, to your neighbors and talk mm-hmm. to them about Christ. Um, so how we define faithfulness is important, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and I, th- I think that we should, both words are good, and it depends on who you're talking to and who you're hearing those from. I would interpret them differently. That's good. Uh, so Sunday morning, Juan preached the Great Commission. It's a great text. Great text. Any highlights from it for you? Yeah, I, mean, I thought he did, he, did, he did a wonderful job um, helping unpack. There's really no reason for you to not go, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's, I'm not qualified. I don't have enough money. I don't have mm-hmm. enough time. I thought he kind of undercut a lot of those. Um, and just to kind of to bring forward, well, if Jesus Christ is our king, mm-hmm. and he's given us a command, the great command, not the great suggestion, and he's going to be with us, right. and he is with us, then then why are we worried? Mm. You know. Um, so I thought he did a good job balancing both the, the big M missions, right, overseas, as well as local missions across the street. So, mm. yeah, it was just a really helpful reminder. That's good. Uh, how might, you know, uh, church members listening to this podcast – Jason Brown, we're talking to you. Talking to you, Jason. One of two avid listeners. <laughs> uh, oh, I want to learn about missions or you know help my understanding of missions. What are maybe some you know, thinking about the Great Commission you've been reading? You know, is there any suggestions of like, hey, how can I learn or be more involved with missions? Yeah, so there's a, that's a great question. One, you can always always just pray, Lord, give me a, a greater heart for the nations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, look for um, you know podcasts or websites that talk about missions. That's a that's a great resource. It's a simple way to kind of drip those things into your soul. Right. Um, Unreached people groups. The Joshua Project is is a great thing to look at. Um, uh, Radius International has co- several conferences they've done of late. Been really encouraging. Uh, following, reaching, and teaching uh, ministries online. IMB li- li- listening to those things they're putting out would be would be helpful as well. Uh, there's some great books out there that I, I, I would recommend that I'm kind of working mm-hmm. through. Um, I think that um, 
Sam Masters Doing Missions is a fantastic book. He's a pastor in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Andy Davis's book, Missions, um, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's uh, now pastoring in Turkey. He was a missions pastor for a number of years, 15 years, and then was sent out to Turkey mm-hmm. to kind of do what he was telling other people to do. Yeah. Um, and then a book I finished recently, uh, No Shortcut to Success, um, a, a Missions... Matt, Matt Mo- Rhodes. Uh, Matt Rhodes. Matt Rhodes. Modern Missions Manifesto. Great just encouragement to those who are going to the field to take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. you know. And he unpacks and maybe exposes some of the faulty uh, ideology that, especially when it comes to that fulfilling language mm-hmm. that we want to be, be careful for. Um, you know, so we have certain missionaries that we support here. So if you're listening to this and say, I would like to be more involved with missions, we're building rope holder teams where you can help hold the rope for certain missionaries. Mm-hmm. I have the privilege of doing that with several missionaries overseas where my responsibility is to help them find support and funds and mission teams to come and support them. And anytime I can just make a connection and, and God to use it to help support another church uh, is a wonderful way. Of course, we have certain our, our own missionaries that we're sending out, um, uh, Casey and Addie in Paraguay and Jennifer Baker in Indonesia and mm-hmm. uh, Haley Potter in, in um, going to the Congo. Yeah, that's good. Also, we have uh, short-term mission trips that are available Right, we still got Miami. We got a spring break trip to Pittsburgh. You know, so if you're wanting to go on a trip, or maybe send a kid on a trip, those are great opportunities. Yeah, I mean, usually what you say, you could say pray, send, go. Mm. Right, so you could pray. You could help people send them, giving, giving financially, um, or you can you can go yourself. Right, those are those are all options. Mm. That's good. Um, so when uh, thinking about making disciples, uh, Juan mentioned right that promise at the end. Behold, I am with you end of the age why is that why the emphasis there why is it so special for the great commission uh one because that's where our power is one i mean we can't fulfill the great commission because Mm -hmm. we can't make someone who's dead come alive Mm -hmm. that's that's only the work of the holy spirit salvation belongs to the lord uh so we want to um you know hold on to the promise that god is with us Mm -hmm. right uh, that wherever we go, he has presence with us. So I don't have to worry about whether I'm not going to have the words to say because the Holy Spirit who dwells in me is going to be able to speak uh, and say things that that, that um, he wants the person to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I pray every single week when I preach that the Holy Spirit would preach through me, right? So I share words, but unless the Lord builds the house, the labor is labor in vain. Um, but, I mean, how precious is it is that you're, the Lord's with you always, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, um, I love... Um, Second, this, our first lesson is five, where it says that, um, you know, we were not destined to, to, for wrath, uh, but to obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, therefore, whether we are awake or asleep, we will always be with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, then it says, encourage one another with these words. I think that it's very easy for us to be faint-hearted and to be timid. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do not have a spirit of fear or timidity, but we have a spirit of power and love and self-control. We have have the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in us. And if he dwells in us, he'll give life to our mortal bodies, eternally Mm -hmm. and then right now, right? Um, And we just do not believe that God always has the power to save. Mm -hmm. He is mighty to save, right? Mm -hmm. He delights in the salvation of his children. So that promise that he is with us, I mean, it should embolden us Mm -hmm. to go out there and share share the faith uh, regularly and and boldly. Yeah, he loves us. He loves us. How sweet is that? that he, I will be with you. I want to be with you till the end of the age. That's, yeah, and, he, that's and, and the fact that he's with us now, I mean, how encouraging is that? You yeah. know, 
I mean, not only in our evangelism, just but in life in general. I mean, mm-hmm. life can be crazy. Life can be hard, and we can put all these expectations on ourselves with the things that we're called to do. But the Lord's with me, you know, and the Lord's with me. And I mean, there's oftentimes um, where I'll be in a conversation and I don't know what to say. I don't mm-hmm. know how to say it, and especially a lot of the times in counseling. And I'll just say, "Okay, Lord, you're with me. Mm-hmm. Like, guide me." Like in the moment, and he does, you know. Uh, Emma, anything else with missions, Great Commission, things in the life of the church that you want to maybe help? <laughs> no, not not in, not in general. I mean, I think that we want to be aggressively pursuing the Great Commission. I think even our desires that talk about one of the ways we try to fulfill the Great Commission is by planting churches, but also raising up pastors, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's green dot churches and red dot churches. You know, Mark Dever's been saying this a lot of late, and then. Red dot churches are churches that don't have enough elders, right? And they need elders. Mm-hmm. Then there's green dot churches, churches that have enough elders they can send out. We want to be a green dot church. We want to have more uh, elders than we need so we can send them out. Yeah. Of course, we're always trying to raise up elders in the life of the body. Um, but, you know, obviously our, our church planning residents, um, revitalization residents, you know, Michael Diaz and uh, Thomas Broom are great avenues for that, yeah. right? They, we're being raising them out. They're willing to send them out. So... You know, there's lots of different ways that we can participate in the Great Commission. You know, both um, every day being a faithful believer and ministering to those who, where we live, work, and uh, play, uh, but also helping support a church that cares about the Great Commission. Amen. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, not only saving us from our sin, uh, and reconciling us to you, and that sweet promise that you will be with us forever. And then not only that, you have given us a great mission, Father, to go and to make disciples of all nations. I pray, Lord, that you help us and strengthen us to uh, be faithful to the work that you have called us. Not to earn your favor, not to earn your love, but because you have already given us, because Christ died and he rose again. And he's alive and he is uh, sitting on his throne. We thank you, Father, for brothers like Juan who are faithful and are willing to come and to preach. And we thank you, Father, for like Pastor Dave, willing to uh, give up time and energy for other pastors and other churches, Lord, because we want to have a heart not only for Park Baptist Church, but we want all nations to know and to bow the knee to King Jesus. We pray all this uh, for the glory and for his name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.